Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, this is Emily. And this is Sandra. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast. We made it, gang. It's the finale. Holy crap. I can't decide if I love this episode or hate this episode. I'm in the same boat. Like, there are parts that I love (laughs) and parts that I hate. Yeah. You know, it is one of those episodes that, because we've seen the rest of the series, maybe not some others than whatever, some more than others, (laughs) we know how they feel about it afterwards, so we can feel Mm -hmm. that looming sense of dread. Yeah. That might be an understatement. Yeah. (laughs) There's just a lot that happens in this episode that... Because we have the power of foresight and we know what's going to happen, like, you're like, I'm so happy for them, but, or, oh, that's a bummer, but, uh, like, <laughs> there's a lot of buts uh, in this episode, and... Even one flipping someone off. Yeah, it's an exciting one, and Sandra, I think you are going to be our final summary of the season. Oh, yikes, I am, Yes. Okay, summary for I Can't Get Started. Starting in three, two, one, go. Suki and Jackson's wedding is finally here, depressing music and all. Michelle's in charge and he just wants to go home. At Chilton, Paris is running for class president and ropes Rory into it and subsequently 2DC. In Stars Hollow, Lorelai and Luke do not make up, but that's okay because Chris is in town and in Lorelai's bed. The two quickly fall back in love, future plans set, you know, that is until Sherry calls to say she's pregnant. And speaking of love, Dean and Rory are good now that Jess is gone. Oh wait, who's that? That's Jess! And Rory greets him with a kiss. Wow. Like, literally, right on the dot. Yeah. (laughs) Nice job. I was so concerned. Also, admittingly, I just don't care about Rory's cast. I didn't know how to... (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Technically, the cast is the reason why Chris shows up back in town, but then it also seems like Chris maybe has other things on his mind. I feel like Chris would have shown up either way. Yeah. Just because of how this plays out. So I don't get a point. No, no point. point. Okay, and yeah. in our bonus wrap-up episode uh, at the Before end of the me. series here, mm-hmm. um, you'll find out what that means. The <laughs> yeah. point situation. We'll find out who um, wins. So we will. So we will. We'll all find out <laughs> what that means. I have a feeling that maybe I am the loser. Ooh, I don't know. I've I've had some stinkers. I don't know. So, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> there was one time where Emily just malfunctioned. There, this is true. 
So, well, we will see next week. At the very least, I will <laughs> accept my award of fastest talker. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, but guys, let's start with the episode. La, 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 So we start this episode with a really brief look at a poster of Suki and Jackson. They're photoshopped into this field of flowers. She's holding a wedding cake. He has a bunch of bananas. <laughs> yeah. As which one does. implies that Jackson grows bananas, which admittedly i'm not a a farmer but i don't know if bananas would grow in connecticut weirdly enough and i have no idea why this is even a thing my dad has a banana tree by his pool oh and this thing gets bigger every single year i can imagine yeah but he has to cut it down every winter and like cover it and i asked him at one point i was like hey if you let this go, will bananas ever grow on this? And he has informed me that it would have to grow uninterrupted for at least 18 months to grow bananas. So, unless Jackson has a greenhouse, which I don't think he does because there's a future greenhouse debacle episode. Mm -hmm. I have no idea why he's holding bananas. He doesn't grow bananas. Just loves some fruit. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like in like a pumpkin field or something. It's all very bizarre. It's like a flower field, but it's definitely photoshopped in. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Also, it's not very romantic. Like you would think they would be facing each other or holding each other. They're just kind of standing near each other. I mean, yeah, Jackson's got a Hawaiian shirt on. He's got his arm around her. She's holding a wedding cake. Not her wedding cake, though. No, absolutely not her. No, this was the, the pre-trial, and she determined it wasn't oh, yeah, big enough. Oh, yeah, definitely. Also, we find out in that poster that it's May 19th, 2002. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up what date the episode was, and it was May 21st. Why oh. not just make it the same date? Well, I'm sure at the time of filming, they might not have had all the of actual the date. dates. Yeah. Because I remember Gilmore Girls was on Tuesdays. I feel like it switched to Thursdays at one to point. To Thursdays. Yeah, I that's what I was thinking too. if they tried and then it messed when them it up. Switched. That's when it switched. Interesting, interesting. Don't know well, for sure. Just a theory. Yeah. Anyway, everybody except for Suki seems kind of miserable during this planning session, which they're so visibly miserable. Yeah. And it's such a downer. And so is the song, which is the issue. My issue with this scene is it's Suki's wedding. Yeah. Like, I don't... Let her have anything she wants. Yeah. Like, if you don't listen to the lyrics, it's a beautiful song. As someone that just went on a five-day vacation with eight other girls, eight other girls to DR, Mm -hmm. we had to be happy no matter what. Like, you just... It's important. You want to keep the bride happy yes yeah also when i was getting married and i was telling people like what our first dance was gonna be like that song i had so many people be like really that's what you're gonna choose and eventually i just stopped telling people Mm -hmm. which yeah it was i choose you by sarah Bareilles. like it wasn't like i was doing something crazy but like oh that's really upbeat that's not really a slow dance song i'm like keep your opinion to yourself it's my wedding let me do what i want to do yeah i will say I do have personal experience with this exact situation because my best friend did recently get married and she was going to have a walk-on song. Her husband was going to have a walk-on song. 
And when he initially presented his walk-on song, the lyrics were kind of a downer Mm -hmm. um, about things not working out the way you expect. (laughs) And, like, he ended up picking something different. But she felt uncomfortable kind of at the thought of that. That's a good conversation between the bride and the groom Exactly, the bride and the groom. It's not something that the entire wedding party sits around and says, ugh, such a downer. <laughs> this is after Lorelai was already Suki. Let's talk about wedding, like bridesmaid dresses. And Lorelai's like, oh, I'm making it without your input, it sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Lore- I, I feel like Lorelai does not fully understand that this is not her wedding. I mean, she. we started the season with a wedding or an mm-hmm. almost wedding. Yeah. And we're ending the season with someone else getting married. Someone close to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to think. Throughout this episode, I was like, do you think Lorelai is just in that wedding mood, in that, like, sappy, like, everyone's so in love? Oh, totally. I want to be in love. I mean, I think that that plays a big role. And, like, Mm -hmm. later she tells Emily, when she's inviting Emily to the wedding, like, oh, you can see Rory and I walk down the aisle. And I'm like, well, that's not how I would pitch someone else's wedding. But, sure. Well, speaking of this wedding, which, by the way, we're going to say the word wedding a lot. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Do not <laughs> make a drinking drink. game out of this episode. <laughs> Michelle's in charge for the first time ever. Michelle's crabby. Well, it's because Lorelai is treating him like he is not a highly skilled customer service concierge, potentially assistant to her at this point. There's going to be 40 people at this wedding. Oh my god, there's 40 people. Do you but, know how little 40 people are? Oh, it's nothing. But she does make the point, Michelle, Michelle has never ran the wedding by himself. Mm-hmm. And this is her best friend's wedding. So, like, yeah. she wants it all, yeah. I would assume, she wants it all to be perfectly. So, like, to go perfectly. So, I understand her, I guess, being a little hesitant, maybe a little overbearing at this one situation. Also... We did say quite a bit at the beginning of the show. Michelle kind of sucked as an employee at the beginning. <laughs> that is true. That is yes. fair. So, two people canceled. Because of this, why not Richard and Emily? And we go off to Friday night dinner. Guys, I kind of agree with Emily. This is a pity invite. Yeah. I do too. She doesn't even yeah. get an invitation. I got, there's a girl that I met through my old job. And this was like a decade ago. She got involved with a boy and basically disappeared from our friends group, Mm. which it happens. Unfortunate, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. I got her wedding invitation in the mail after not talking to her for over a year. And it was in like two weeks. Oh, yikes. And (sighs) I was like, why? Because they had cancellation. No offense, but like, why? (laughs) Yeah. I was a little offended. So, like, I get where Emily's coming from. I feel like, one, only having two people not show or be unavailable is incredible. Again, 40-person guest list. It mm-hmm. makes more sense. But at that point, just reach out to two of your guests who don't have a plus one and say, hey, you want a plus we've one? had a couple of cancellations. I'd love for you to be able to bring somebody. Like, we have a chair. We have food. Like, Kirk, <laughs> tell His Kirk mom. to bring a plus one. You know, hey, like. No, Kirk wants to meet girls here. <laughs> Yes, he does. He's looking for a plus one. <laughs> but yeah, Emily is disgruntled and not pleased. 
And it seems like she's not going to come. What's so funny is Richard, right? Richard comes in and is like, oh, you got, we got invited to Suki's wedding. Oh, cool. When is it? Next week? <laughs> oh, so it's pity invite. Yeah. Like, yep. he's in the same boat. By the way, guys, I'm sorry. I kind of skipped ahead. We missed the biggest slogan of the show. Oh, yes. How this Friday biggest... night dinner starts. Yeah. Lorelai has things to yes. say. Can I just mm-hmm. say, maybe this is a hot take, but, like, I don't think I ever thought Oil with the Poodles already was especially funny. Not it was really. just kind of there. I It was quirky. Maybe this is a hot take, too, but, like, I never understood why it has, like, the big, like... It's the GG slogan. Like, I don't, it's a one line. It almost gives me, and this is like, this makes me cringe down to my very soul because I grew up at just the wrong time. Um, Like that, like, random period of the 2000s where it was, like, cool to Mm -hmm. be, like, funky and name things Bob. And I mean, I fell prey to it. I had a spork that I drew a face on and I called it billy and i like brought it around places and it was like oh my gosh this is billy the spork that's what oi with the poodles already gives me it gives me that like i'm so random cringe <laughs> no i'm sorry we cannot just walk past that just had <laughs> and i had a youtube channel I, back i need then. to know i need to know how old were you i mean i was in like middle school so i mean that's like maybe late time. high school <laughs> Absolutely. I like, but I had a semi successful YouTube channel and I definitely uploaded a video about Billy the Spork at one point and it was everything you think it was. And no, you will never see it. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Are you amazing. sure? Yeah. Maybe if we start making a thousand dollars a month, I'll give it to a Patreon viewer. <laughs> that would be nice. Oh, with the poodles already. I think that it, they needed something. Yeah. Right. So they kind of manufactured it yeah. into it. Eh, whatever. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Guys, is it just me or there's no fallout from the grad episode? No. no. Like, Rory's supposed to be grounded for life. So, I mean, the wedding's May 19th. So I assume this is not a very long time since the graduation. That has to be like, what, mm-hmm. a week or two? Yeah. yeah. Like, nothing. As far as I know, she's not even grounded. No, she's yeah. hanging out with her boyfriend at Luke's while Lorelai mm-hmm. paces like a, a wild animal outside of a door because Lorelai and Luke still aren't good. Like, this has been a no. kind of ongoing long-term fight for them. And let's go back to the day after this happened. Lorelai acted like she was going to walk into Luke's like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about Rory and Dean. Guys, you know what's shitty? Dean was really good in this episode. Yeah. I felt like they were very cute. Right? Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. Dean usually comes off the wrong way, and he didn't in this episode. Mm -hmm. Not that I feel terribly bad, but I understand he is wronged in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're trying to show, like, okay, Rory and Dean are good. They're back to mm-hmm. pre-Jess good. I mean, we Jess even have another character say that. We have another yeah. character say, they're doing good. Like, leave them alone. Leave yeah. Leave her alone. And yet. And yet. And then on the opposite side, Luke and Lorelai, like you said, are not doing good. No. Mm-mm. Although, 
Luke is playing it off like a little passive aggressively, I would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, this is how people act when you hurt them, right? Yeah. And sometimes you cut people out of your life and you have to mm-hmm. for your own safety. I'm not saying that Luke necessarily needed to cut Lorelai out because at the end of the day, you know, they have feelings for each other. But Luke got really majorly hurt here. Yeah. And Lorelai apparently wrote a note when? I don't know. Yeah. I think that, like, Lorelai was the one in the wrong. And Mm -hmm. yes, she apologized. But the issue here is even when you apologize, it doesn't mean that the other person has to accept your apology. It doesn't mean that they have to go back to normal. Like, you did the bad thing, you did what you could to apologize, and then they have the right to do whatever they want. If they never want to speak to you again, they don't owe you anything. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's so, exactly what yeah. I was thinking, was this feels like Luke's like, I got your apology. I saw the letter. I just don't accept it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. That's totally fine. And Lorelai just kind of has like a little tantrum about... I want Luke. Well, you had him, and then you were awful to him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Luke is handling this very well, because I'm sure the note was wonderfully written, especially coming from Lorelai or Rory. You know, I'm sure they helped each other write it, or helped Lorelai write it, but Jess left, and Lorelai shows up and berates him, berates Luke acts like Jess has no history at all, that he's just a normal kid. Like, this whole accident was his fault. Like, Lorelai, you took a kid who has literally no support and let him just leave. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, it's not Mm -hmm. Lorelai's fault that he left. But, like, she has no regard at all for the trauma that Jess has clearly lived through. And no regard for the fact that she's probably a contributing factor to the fact that he went back. Yeah. And no regard to his life. Like, yeah. she didn't care that he was in an accident. Mm-mm. Absolutely He could have died, and she would have been like, Rory, got her wrist broken. Yeah. Like, she was not... I I believe Luke here. I'm team Luke. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it's the team Luke moment. Yeah. But, I mean, this is not a bad Lorelai episode. Like, this no. is a, not a great moment, no. but it does not color the way that I feel about Lorelai in this episode. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't throw a pie at her. Yeah. <laughs> I already threw the pie at her. Well, let's jump to um, our B plot. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of like even a C plot at this point. Like, it's so well, it jarring comes in, how out of place it is. It comes yeah. in second, right? So we start with wedding, yeah. and then we jump to, surprise, it's time to pick our president of Chilton's student body. <laughs> Not even yeah. that, but like, surprise, we're at Chilton and Paris is giving a super aggressive speech to be president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was like straight up Leslie Nope. Yeah. And I love school. it. Yeah. yeah, I love it too. But it's a, cl- it's a high school. Paris is running for president. And the issue is that while Paris is very academically talented, she is very well spoken. She is not likable. People are scared of her. People don't like her. And unfortunately, regardless of what you're running for in high school, middle school, popularity plays a huge part of it. So Rory's writing the article, Mm -hmm. right? 
But Paris is the editor of the paper, right? Do you think she chose Lori? I was wondering that. I w- she had to, right? So the student paper is, like, supervised by a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I have a feeling if the teacher assigned Rory because Paris was running and was like, you have a conflict of interest, you're going to be, like, out of the flow of the coverage of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when Rory says, like, you'll read it in the paper where, like, everybody else is like, but she's the editor. Like, she should see this before. Final product, yeah. Yeah, when I was on the student paper, like, the student editors were the ones who assigned the stories. You know, we all pitched mm-hmm. them together, but then the editors would go, like, in a back room and work for an hour and assign all the stories. So I can also totally see Paris being like, nope, I want Rory to write my piece. I want yeah. it to be the best piece. I mean, theoretically, like, if picking between Madeline, Louise, and Rory, who would you want writing? Right? So. Yeah. Although, in this scene, Madeline and Louise show that they are smart girls who can do Mm -hmm. good survey work. They can, you know. Loyal as hell. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which, they're so on and off. I never know when we see Madeline and Louise, (laughs) are they going to be snarkily being kind of rude to Paris? Are they going to be super supportive of Paris? Today, we're supportive. Yes. So one thing that I'm going to mention from the scene that I thought was inappropriate or weird is the basic instinct reference that a yeah. seven, theoretically a 16, 17-year-old did. I don't believe parrot Like, that is a grown-up talking in a teenager. Like, that is a writer mm-hmm. saying that, so Paris says it. I don't think a, a 17-year-old would make that reference like that. Like, I don't know. I just, I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, these are, like, simultaneously very realistic teenagers and also the least realistic teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gave me Dawson's Creek vibes where, like... <laughs> I mean, I can also see, like, like as a teenager wanting to see all these adult movies that, you know, technically your parents probably don't want you to watch. Paris does not seem like one of those per- people. Well, I'm sure Paris... Well, maybe Paris's nanny would get on her about mm-hmm. what she's allowed to watch, but I have a feeling Paris can watch whatever she wants to watch. Anyway, yeah. Paris is trying to come up with a reason or a, a way that she can beat the odds, even though she's unlikable. Mm-hmm. And she realizes, aha, the answer is sitting right in front of me. I have a question for you guys. Rory, Do you think Rory was already on Obviously. her mind as her running mate? Because she gets there very quickly. I mean, um, I think Harvard was the the poll. No, yeah. I mean, like, do you think that Paris good. already had Rory as a potential running mate in mind? In mind, oh, Paris I is like no. so calculated that I'm sure that she went through an entire list of the student body and looked at like mm-hmm. people's GPAs and was like, okay, these ten yeah. people are potential. That's and what I'm I sure was Rory's thinking, in yeah. that list. I just see like. Uh, a computer screen in front of her eyes. <laughs> Matrix code. And, like, going through all the the list of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she essentially strong-arms Rory into it with Harvard. Like, mm-hmm. what happens if you don't get into Harvard and you realize, like, this is the one thing that could have tipped the scales? And sweet, innocent, naive baby Rory is, like, still on that Harvard train in her brain. I agree with Paris, though. I feel like Rory should have already yeah. had that in her head that oh, you're right, this would look great. Oh, yeah. Especially since she had the whole freak out of not having extracurriculars. Exactly. Why isn't she involved yeah. in everything after that? 
Whatever. Well, Rory's getting her cast removed. And guys, I have a uh, problem with the scene. I'm sorry I'm bringing up problems. It's just my mind. It's what you the guys outside... listen for. It's what you're here for. If you've stuck around, you know we like to bring up problems. The outside of the building says Dr. Ronald Sue. Mm-hmm. S-U-E. Now, the doctor is Chinese, and later on, the captions yep. spell it T-S-U, which would be more Sue. likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, what, what's going on there? <laughs> that seems like a miscommunication with the props department. Yeah. Definitely. They definitely just said, is Dr. Sue? And they were like, oh, yeah. Sue? Like, Susan? They were like, oh, S-U-E. you know, she's so quirky. Of course it'd be Dr. Sue. No, it's Dr. Yeah. Sue. Yes. Who is an Asian man. Like My mm- problem with this scene is Christopher yes. and the continuing harassment of medical personnel in this show. Oh, yeah, that's a bigger problem. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I feel have the like same thing. that's supposed to be, like, a callback, you know, to, like, Lorelai. Like, oh, look at Rory's parents are so meant for each other. They do the same thing. The same terrible thing that, right, is not cool. Being rude to medical staff. Yay. Mm-hmm. Just, you're so what? cool. Like, you're in a doctor's office. And I would bet a small one at that. There's probably four rooms. Yeah. <laughs> but they're both like, well, Dad? Christopher? Like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Here? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I told you I would be here. And they're still right? like, well, yeah, but, like, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> so It comes in like, uh-huh. I'm the father. Like, no, you could just say, this, I'm, I'm Christopher. Like, hello. <laughs> but she's getting her <laughs> cast off. So yes. long cast. We barely knew you. You were covered in stickers. And bye. Goodbye. Farewell. <laughs> And now Christopher is here, and since he's here, hey, there's a rehearsal dinner on Thursday. Why don't you come to it? And guys, I have such a problem with that. I'm currently helping my best friend plan her rehearsal dinner, and we have everything very organized. There are certain people that can come, who's coming, if they get a plus one, if they don't. Yeah. This, this is just a party? Yeah, this is definitely a more laid-back rehearsal dinner, which I think, honestly, after you know having been to multiple rehearsals, etc., I think that I would like something like this. It's like yeah. a house party. It's a, kind of either, yeah. a nice way to blow off steam before the wedding. Um, of course, it does seem like quite an undertaking, and they're obviously up fairly late, a couple days before the wedding, but I think it looks like fun, but I totally understand just inviting random people weird i get that's not great in normal setting but i think because of the informality of this party of being some kind of like i'm assuming random buffet style at her mm-hmm. house one extra person from the maid of honor not yeah not to go one. against my own point but like she is the maid of honor slash best friend mm-hmm. slash yeah. she's you know the the wedding organizer so the other thing that's discussed here is the fact that Rory doesn't really know if she wants to win because if she does win, she has to spend six weeks in D.C. Mm-hmm. Which they just call um, Washington yes. repeatedly. And like, I'm from Washington. There's no reason you would come out to Washington <laughs> for a student leadership thing. I mean, maybe, but yeah. Granted, okay. I'm from the Midwest, but we always called it D.C. Yeah. Yeah, it's D.C. Like, to me. So you wouldn't... So you wouldn't get confused as to which Washington you're talking about. And when I refer to Washington State, I say state. Mm. Yeah. Washington State. 
Um, oh, I say Washington, like, you know, Seattle. Because, <laughs> you know. Our big city. Um, <laughs> I actually was invited to a leadership conference when I was a kid to go to D.C. It was like $800 for like a week. Oh, gosh. And also you were paired with random people. I said no. <laughs> yeah, my brother did one of those like Washington, D.C. leadership things. He was pretty young at the time. He was either late elementary school or early middle school. And like we made a family trip of it and we all went. Mm-hmm. We dropped him at the program and then the three of us like toured D.C. But I mean, I know that it definitely wasn't like inexpensive. And I also don't yeah. think he really got anything out of it. Like, if I sat him down and was like, hey, bro, um, how did your leadership conference impact your current life? Did not. Might be different yeah. for high school, especially senior mm-hmm. year high school students. But yeah, there's a potential that she could be going to Washington, big air quotes. And she's not sure mm-hmm. about that because summer. Six she's weeks got a away. boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Also, this is her second summer in a row that she would be doing something right yeah um what was she doing last time that dean got so upset about i totally forgot she did summer she built a house for a day oh in summer school like i don't even think it was a (laughs) it it wasn't as much as this yeah yeah well we go on to the rehearsal dinner and um there's a little bit of comedy here miss patty setting up this wonderful toast no i think that she misunderstands kirk's glass <laughs> because dinging Kirk as a toast comes in he dings he's like ladies gentlemen honored guests like yeah. makes you believe he's gonna make some wonderful toast there's a silver volo volo <laughs> blocking me in somebody like it's such a kirk moment and i love it do you think kirk is trolling like this is there's two times in this episode that he does something similar to this i think this is just kirk being genuinely kirk yeah, yeah. This is fair. the man who made a film by Kirk. <laughs> I am convinced that Kirk cannot read social cues, so this would be pure Kirk. <laughs> and of course, the Volvo is Chris's. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously. And of course, he doesn't move it right away, because why would he? Mm-hmm. He doesn't even, like, he doesn't move it, because they go outside to sit on the steps. Well, and Lorelai even says, oh, wait 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know I know you guys said this wasn't, like, a bad Lorelai episode or anything, but for me, this is kind of, like, a not great Lorelai. Like, I don't want to pie her in the face or anything, but this is not shining Lorelai in this episode. Yeah. Like, she has some controversial... Lorelai's in love in this episode. Ugh. I hate But, Lorelai. like, not even love, but, like, infatuation. Like, she it's is very... deeply, like, starry-eyed. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think she loves the idea of her and Chris together. And, like, honestly, That's if fair. Chris would have been there, they would have made a good couple. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the worst part, is they're very cute together. They're, mm-hmm. like, the same age. They are they look nice. Yeah. Like, physically, yeah. they're a good-looking couple, but, like, Christopher. <laughs> yeah. And, well, besides, obviously, there's a lot of progress with Lorelai and Christopher in this scene. There's also, of course, some Suki and Jackson action because it is their rehearsal. Um, Apparently, we learned two things. One, Jackson's father is his best man, which I think is always an interesting move. Mm -hmm. I mean, who else would it be? Rune? Like, truly, could have been so much worse. No, it should (laughs) have been, it should have been Nick Offerman. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I don't remember. Yes. 
Oh yeah, oh, it should have been love Nick Bo or Bo. Bo. Right? It was Bo. Yeah. Okay. It should have been Bo. We don't know Bo yet, but still. <laughs> the other thing we learn is that Jackson's father has presented him with a kilt, which is apparently a tradition of the men in his family that they get married in kilts, which you would think he would know. I have so many issues. Before is he Scottish? So many issues. What's his last name? Jackson Belleville. Belleville. Maybe. I mean, I would, I, you would have to be. Okay, let me get, correct that. You would have to be at least a little bit Scottish to be expected by your family to wear a kilt at your wedding. French. It's French. Well, oh, well, duh, I should have thought Yeah, that Belleville. makes sense. Yeah. That, that actually Oops. immediately made sense. <laughs> that high school French fails me again. Um, but yeah, no, this this is a wild thing to spring on somebody at the rehearsal dinner, especially somebody- Night before? Who you- Well, it seems like it's a couple- Maybe two nights before. Days before yeah. But, like, he's the best man, so he must have been at least a little bit involved in the planning of this wedding. <laughs> a little bit. Like, doesn't- when Jackson shows up at Lorelai's graduation, doesn't he say, like, I got this suit for the wedding? Yep. He got that nice new yeah. suit. I, is he wearing I, that? I think he's I wearing think right it for the rehearsal. Is. So maybe he yeah. got it for the rehearsal. And it looks great. He looks great. Yeah, but he looks great. I don't got- care how laid back your wedding is. In what world do you spring an outfit change on the groom two to three days previous? Like, yeah, two to no, three days before happening. the ceremony and god love suki <laughs> right and like She's the chillest bride i was i was about to say i love suki in this moment because she's just yes. like well it's for your dad like yeah let's do it even though it's her wedding yeah. like she's like i understand like, this is bigger than me if my husband sprung this on me two <laughs> to yeah, three days that. before the wedding <laughs> i would be like who's paying for your tux costs yeah Ooh, good point. Uh, and we learn one more thing, which is that Suki doesn't let Jackson wear shorts outside of the house because they cut him they weird. Cut him. <laughs> well, I have no comment on that. Yeah, no, it was just I don't even know. such a funny moment because that's not the way that I picture their relationship because he's the picture pajama man. But anyway... Moving no, on. No, I have a feeling it's I, not like a you can't leave the house wearing that. I have a feeling like he puts them on and she just gives him a look and he's like, what? And she's like, well. And he's like, <laughs> fine. And just, you know, storms back and changes and there's not an actual conversation. Yeah. So guys, I have, I'm, I'm a negative Nancy this episode. I'm sorry. I have another moment that I dislike from this episode, uh, or from this scene. And it's very specifically when Lorelai says, ooh, bossy. I like that. I hate that. I hate that so much. Uh. Cringe. <laughs> Uh, Fringe. I really don't love that. Uh, and it's supposed to be like like a sexy little line. Fun. Which, if I was watching for the first time, I'd be like, get it, girl. Chris is right? cute. But because I know what is to come in literally minutes, I have to say cringe. Because we learn that they're not doing well. Chris and Sherry are on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Not really well, together. Well, she left yeah, town. She left. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to have a big conversation when she comes back. Implying that, you know, and he's saying, like, I'm going to get an apartment. Implying they're breaking up. Yes. Well, also right? implying that they are going to break up. Yes. Which makes what happens in this episode feel really sketchy. So, and I have to say, way in the future, 
when we have a virginity loss moment Mm -hmm. and Rory says like it's the same thing as what happened with you and dad and every time I saw that I was like no it's not the same thing and then I'm watching this episode I'm like no it's exactly the same thing yeah yeah these people Um, are in a committed relationship and he's like it's not working out let's sleep together no big deal (laughs) um yeah I agree um I never thought of Lorelai as the other woman and now watching it, I'm like, oh, her and no, Rory are more alike than I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely gray area. I think we can all agree mm-hmm. this is a super gray area. But I also think, especially based on what happens in this episode, like, if Chris went home and told Sherry about what happened, Sherry would be pretty upset. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess in Chris's situation... As far as we know, him and Sherry have had the conversation of this isn't going well. Let's reass- let's take this time apart, assess our options, and go from there when I get back. And so, like, I there have also- been discussions about it. It's yes. not great. Mm-hmm. I will also say Dean lied to Rory. Yeah. Dean so was clearly that. not having those conversations. Yes. yes. And we'll talk about that in- when we, when get, we get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for now... Chris and Sherry are basically over. The next day, Lorelai is, like, gleeful about this information. She's super excited to share the hot goss, as my boyfriend and I call it. Before we get into this, can we, and I'm sure this where there will be a conversation later. What is she wearing? Pajamas. They are pajamas. (laughs) Are those bottoms pajamas? The top is clearly pajamas. I'm just calling it pajamas because otherwise I would, like have a conniption i was just like nope pajamas <laughs> it's clearly a flannel notes... pajama top and like some stretchy pj pants one of okay. my notes this uh for this episode is there's so much blue yeah like it feels yes. like everyone's wearing blue, blue. yes mm-hmm. um and yeah i also thought hey that top looks like something <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's it looks there. like a it looks like a Mario airline. So I'll I'll say it now because I want to focus on the wedding fashion when we get to fashion. She is wearing a flannel blue pajama top that is covered with cartoon depictions of different drinks. So there is a sidecar oh, and it's a sidecar. Okay. There's a martini and it's a martini glass. Um uh, it goes into that thing I've said before. These girls own like an absurd amount of flannel full pajamas and apparently she's just not wearing the pajama bottoms um it's a vibe i thought i thought this was mario and like the flower that comes up out of the absolutely it's the right color he's jumping on clouds (laughs) honestly the martini glass is the only thing that made me realize what it was uh you're right. Good, good recognition there. Cause I did not get that. Yeah, but this well, is regardless. A, this is a weird uh, moment because Rory is fully yeah. dressed in her uniform. Lorelai's coming down I the know. stairs in her PJs after sleeping in because she was out late cleaning up with Suki. She shares the news about Sherry and Chris, but not before. Well, there's a phone call. Yes, yes. I know something you don't know. Yes, not before but her there's conscience. A phone call that interrupts because <laughs> uh-huh. Paris is super depressed. Like, she thinks she's going to lose. She's already written her concession speech. She's, like, she is at a very low level. And I actually really feel for Paris in this moment. Mm Because Paris 
ends up okay, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Even in the thing that we don't talk about, she ends up okay. Yeah. But her journey towards Harvard is so depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Because she tries so hard mm-hmm. and she doesn't get it. Well, I think that. And I just. Paris and Rory are really interesting foils of each other because you have Rory who has everybody telling her, you're perfect, you're wonderful, you can do everything, you can have everything. And then you have Paris Mm -hmm. who tells herself those things. Her parents Mm -hmm, aren't there cheering her on. You know, she maybe has Nanny to be there to support her. And it's so interesting to see their different experiences because you have this girl who has everything given to her. And look where mm-hmm. she ends up. And then you have Paris, who is fighting for everything. And look where she ends up. And look up. where she ends up. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's a short little interlude. And then we go right back into the hot gossip. And Rory immediately picks up on Lorelai's mood. Mm-hmm. Lorelai is too happy about it. You're gleeful. This. Yeah. And like, she, she calls her out on it. I'm kind of glad she did. Yeah. It's so weird because if you think about the trajectory of Chris and Lore in this season, you start with like kind of together and then Sherry and then there's the whole I've moved on, thanks to you, moving on. And then they get in that weird mm-hmm. fight mm-hmm. And, then and then the, the fight's accident. over and now she's instantly ready to get back with him. I connect the dots. I guess because <laughs> so... I'm going to say Chris started showing up consistently when Rory got her cast on. Yes. Would that be accurate? Like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say this has probably been about four to six weeks of Chris fulfilling what he said he's going to do and showing up and being a dad and being the dad that Lorelai always wanted him to be. I mean, he's kind of love bombing, which is not a good Uh, thing. But when you're so starved for it, like they are Mm -hmm. it feels like a good thing so i watch these episodes sometimes with my mom Mm -hmm. and my mom is actually really sympathetic to lorelei and chris right um i don't think she has as strong of feelings towards chris as we do (laughs) who Um, does (laughs) and that might um not that she like wants chris and lorelei together like she likes luke and lorelei but um what she always comes up with is it's your first love yeah right I fully agree with that, 100%. It's your first love, and sometimes you just do stupid things. And you, that love just kind of never goes away. So, like, there is that aspect. I agree with her. My personal experience and what I've seen some people around me go through, like, my first love, we ended up dating again a couple years later before I realized, like, oh, you're you're not the person I've envisioned to be this magical thing in my head. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I needed that to, like, fully get over him. My brother with his first love essentially did the exact same thing. So, like, I can totally see, because especially knowing where this ultimately ends up. Yeah, the issue um, is with Lorelai. I can see that. She continues to get clear signals, hey, he's not the person that you're thinking of in your head, and she ignores them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But it's almost like you can give her, or, like, she can justify it because she's never had the actual try. Yeah. She's only mm-hmm. ever had the attempt to try. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So until she actually tries, and unfortunately, when that happens, it Oof. causes cause some people to stop watching the show. So it's that. <laughs> yeah, Dude. truly the worst Who possible did it cause outcome. to stop watching the show? 
Um, but we move on to the night before, and Michelle's overworked. Uh, he's been there for six hours longer, which means he probably got there at nine. 14, and, I'm saying that's a 14-hour shift. Right? That's yeah. Assuming he does eight-hour days. Yeah, and Lorelai's just being a pain in the ass. I'm sorry, yeah. but she is. Lorelai's trolling. Yeah, yeah definitely. Lorelai's behavior towards Michelle is continues to be unacceptable. I would file a harassment yeah. claim against her <laughs> if she was my boss and I was Michelle. Um, but yeah, yeah, she's very busy with all oh God, of these there's flowers. So many flowers. There's like <laughs> too many flowers. And then she goes to change. You know, she sends Suki on her way. She goes to change. Mm-hmm. And we see her. Suki, who is completely calm. Yeah. Suki is yes, doing fully, great. Fully she's prepared. Going to go home and she's rest. Good. She's good. She's chill. Um, Lorelai goes off to continue decorating. She's right? tying it's, flowers it, it on seems... the light fixtures. Yeah, there's pillows with uh, Suki and Jackson's face on it. Oh my gosh, I totally miss those. They're not uh, even going to be inside. They're outside. Well, I mean, what? They'll probably use the reception. inn for like a cocktail hour kind of thing. I guess. <laughs> I mean, see the reception. So I, I can only assume. Um, the pillows are on the, the couch. So there's like um, a really weird juxtaposition with the decor of this oh, yeah, wedding okay. where we have yes. all of these beautiful mixed flowers, you know, and like these peach and pink ribbons. The bridesmaid dresses are somehow like a deep teal. And then they have these. The officiant is wearing a shirt with Suki and Jackson on it, and he's mm-hmm. wearing purple and white. The pillows are purple and white. Yeah. What are the wedding colors? I thought the colors Pink. were purple and white because the bridge that they go is also uh, purple and but white. But then they have all of these peach and pink ribbons. The very first opening scene of this episode, Emily helped me settle on pink for the wedding. Yep. Because she was oh. going to do yellow and that was unacceptable. And then also, usually your wedding color coincides with your bridesmaid dresses. Like that's a I have a question easy for you. way to tie the and color we might, in. <laughs> we might need to do a comparison here. Mm-hmm. This color is very, very close to Rory's dance dress. Do you think it's Oh, interesting. Do you guys think it's the same fabric? Oh, like because Lorelai made both of them? Uh-huh. That would be so rude of <laughs> Lorelai. Right? That's what I was thinking too. I was like, wow, that's really I cheap. I don't um, disagree with you <laughs> at all. But I was looking at their dresses and I was like, wow, that's actually, and I'd have to go back and look. I haven't watched that episode in a bit, but it's, it's close. And my I'm head sh- is it's very different. close. Okay. Sure. It is Hers different. Hers is more okay. of a, like okay. a periwinkle. There's more of a purple undertone where there's more of a green undertone, but that was a good catch. And that would have been like so terrible of Lorelai to be like, <laughs> one, I'm making the bridesmaid dresses. Two, I'm picking the color of the dresses. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, going back to the episode, Lorelai is decorating, and who walks down the stairs but Prince Charming himself, Christopher. Why is Chris staying at the inn? I fully believe that, he- oh, Lorelai's going to be at the inn late decorating. I'm going to get a room. It could possibly be that everyone from the wedding is staying there, like the night before. But, I mean, and exactly. So up everyone there. at the wedding is staying there. How is there an available room? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Also, are there no other guests like at this place? Because like apparently, I'm gonna assume this is like midnight or one a.m. and everybody else is in bed. 
Anyway. I, mean, I wouldn't put it past them to close the end. Yeah, I mean, for, like, this private event, totally. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. they end up kissing. They're being very they flirty. They end up full-on making <laughs> they out. They make out. So funny. Because we're going to spend, like, 20 minutes on a different kiss, and this one is just, like, they kiss. <laughs> they kiss. They have sex. I mean, it's, like... They do. It's one of the strongest implications of, we had sex, because she goes and tells everybody about it. I think the more mm-hmm. important thing is what happens after they have sex, which is not the conversation they have, but that Suki, Suki's having some wedding, pre-wedding panic. I want to back up just a little bit on the pre-them doing the dirty conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate Lorelai telling Chris, like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Yeah. Like, there's no ins and outs. There's no, like... Yeah, we're finally in the same It's a place. commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's saying, like, this is not a booty call. This is not a you showing up when you want and leaving. Like, this is it. If you're and doing this. he agrees. Yep. Yep. Doesn't have a problem with that. And he says yes. Yes. Yes, he does. Um, but yeah, Suki's going through it. Um, she's in her wedding dress. And with an apron on, she's Looking gorgeous. Her- yes. Sorry. She does look gorgeous. Um, she's kind of destroying her cake, but not too much, thankfully. Um, she's just freaking out. Yes. And we will talk all about her dress in fashion, so let's not get into it, but... How she does not have, like, a full body apron on over this dress, I will right. never know. I, I mean, the sleeves would be the issue for me. She'd be dragging right? them through the buttercream. No, she is, like, she had a bad dream that there was something wrong with her dress. Maybe there was something wrong with her veil, so she had to get her veil on, her dress on... Apparently, she also did full hair and makeup because she looks incredible. Um, she does. But she's panicking. Um, guys, I've been um, helping my friend. We talked about weddings where um, my best friend's getting married, and we were looking at cakes. Mm-hmm. A small cake is like 500 to $800. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That cake is not for 40 people. No. No, that cake's for like 500 people. That's the yeah. funny thing. A Costco sheet cake feeds like around 40 people so that's about as Mm -hmm. much cake as you need for a wedding this size yeah Mm -hmm. and i know for a fact that suki is not doing styrofoam layers you know like sometimes cake decorators will do like styrofoam layers of cake so that it looks really nice and then they have like a sheet cake off to the side this is all cake yeah suki takes no shortcuts so i'm gonna let you guys know i had a i had a three-tiered cake at my wedding for 200 people this is a five i mean that that bottom bottom tier is like a gigantic huge cake yeah Yeah. is half a tier so a five and a half tier cake for 40 people 40 i mean and i took a crap ton home they're gonna be feeding the whole town with everything from this wedding for like weeks (laughs) i mean you want to talk about daisies getting passed out to the town thousand yellow daisies like this is the entire town supply of cake for the year yeah (laughs) but so suki is just you (laughs) save the top half right you save part of it yeah supposedly yes or you cut the top tier it's different for different people but suki is just she's worried she doesn't want to get divorced she wants this to work Mm -hmm. out like it's all of the pre-wedding jitters that apparently she's been able to ignore up until this moment um and she really wants something to distract her and boy does lorelei have a fun one i slept with chris Yeah, and Suki... As she smiles and giggles and eats icing. Suki is, like, a great friend in this moment, in that she 
is excited for Lorelai. She's going off of Lorelai's energy. Mm-hmm. I wish that there had been a little <laughs> bit more, are we are really sure? sure about this? But uh, Suki's not in that headspace. No, I mean, honestly, Suki should be focusing on herself yeah. right now. Yeah. And forget Lorelai. I um, could see Suki, if she were to go into that headspace, that would just start feeding on her own insecurity. It would be yeah. very so be excited. Mr. Big and Miranda at the rehearsal. Mr. Big and Miranda? Did I miss that? If you know, you know. And yeah. Harry. No, Mr. Br- Big and Miranda uh, have a conversation at like their rehearsal dinner that leads him to not show up for the wedding. Oh, you're oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh my, I haven't watched that in years. Yeah. You're totally right. <laughs> no, just, it would put her in the wrong headspace. Guys, Lorelai telling Suki she looks beautiful always touches me. Yes. Like, that is such that a was, sweet like, moment. The perfect ending to this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love this so much. Because, like, I feel like weddings go so fast that you really need to, like, stop the bride and groom a couple of times and be like, just stop, just take it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, Lorelai grabs her snacks, goes upstairs, and finds Chris again. Um, and they start talking about the future. Chris wants to redo what they just did, and um, there is a question of like right now or in general. And in general is what's brought up. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. wants a future with her, right? And it's about Rory. Like, how are yeah. are we going to tell Rory? Like, what about Sherry, who is still your girlfriend? Yeah. Right. A lot of cheating happens this episode. Yeah. But they could be something. A family. Mom and dad. Together. In the silver Volvo. Which is mm-hmm. like, in her heart of hearts, that's what Lorelai wants. At this point, that's what everybody wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Even to his Luke, credit, I guess. Chris. Like, Chris <laughs> yeah. Chris wants that. Mm-hmm. He's got some things that are should be getting in the way of that, but he wants that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were a viewer watching this live, and like, the um, triangle has been, you know, Luke, Lorelai, and Chris. And Chris gets chosen. I'm sure, like, they'll two seasons of Chris and then they'll get a divorce. So something will happen mm-hmm. and she'll get with Luke or something like that. But, like, that's not what happens. Uh-uh. You get remember... it for five minutes and then get slapped in the face. I remember watching this the first time and being super excited for Lorelai mm-hmm. and being absolutely heartbroken at the end of the episode. Yes. Like, yeah. as a teenager, I loved Chris. I thought he was great. And I was so sad. Well, let's pop over to our other man, or should I say men? So we jump over to Luke's, where Kirk is apparently getting a pre-wedding sandwich. And he only has 10 minutes. I'm telling you he's trolling. Cause like, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I think he's just a weirdo who wants a sandwich. But okay. But then the- he says, I want a, a peanut butter and jelly to go. Yeah. He asks about like two different types of sandwiches and Luke's like, I'm losing pa- patience. And he's like, peanut butter and jelly to go. You, That wasn't even mentioned. That wasn't one of the options. No, he just, I think he, he realized he had talked too long. He had wasted too much time. Um, <laughs> he bothered Luke too much. Yeah, uh, I think he, he looks, looks nice. handsome. Yeah, he does look very nice. He has a little pink shirt. I'm not usually a fan of like a brown suit, but it looks fine. Yeah, on everyone him. has a tan thing going on this episode. So Luke goes upstairs, and uh, we get oh, kind wait, of a jump can scare. We, can we mention why Luke goes upstairs? 
I thought it was to Kirk get rid of said, Kirk. <laughs> Kirk said he's looking for a woman. Not even Animal Planet does it for him anymore. Uh, yes. And Luke's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Why? I don't know how to take that. And so I say we should just uh, move past move it. Move on? Yeah. yeah. So I, he goes, I, it happened. He That's goes upstairs and we get a jump scare in the form of Jess We Mariano. love a Jess jump scare. This is our second. But Luke doesn't jump scare. He just, oh, you're here. He rolls with it. I would have totally jumped. Oh, absolutely. Right? If I saw someone in my apartment where you can see physically the mm-hmm. entrance to, mm-hmm. how did Jess get in here? He It's a freaking ninja. Of all the things for Luke to just move past. Right? But, so Luke is a little bit angry. Um, maybe hurt is the right word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He called Jess six times and yeah. Jess never responded. He never got an update to know that he was alive. Mm-hmm. And I took it as he at least talked to Liz. Yeah. That yes, yeah. he is there. But yeah, I can I, Luke's definitely hurt that Jess just basically blew off everything that Luke did for him. And Jess has an attitude even now. It's like right? a toned down attitude. Yes. He doesn't want to explain himself for why, but he does want to mm-hmm. come back and he wants Luke to know that he wants to come back. And I might be being a little too sympathetic towards Jess, but it kind of seems like, like, you know, when you want to ask someone something, but you don't want to tell them you're vulnerable, you don't yeah. want to show that. Yeah. So he puts up a front. Kind of seems like that. That's what this feels like to me. He doesn't want to say, hey, it sucks having to eat at the hot dog stand every day. And hey, it's really weird being back home with my mom and maybe not being in school and not having any friends like there's a lot of things not that... having anybody in my life that actually cares about me yeah so that was gonna be my question guys do you think jess's main motivation was rory or was it a combination of rory and luke and the situation of like having a stable bed and like knowing where you're gonna sleep tonight and having food and working like i think it's everything yeah, I'd like to yeah. I'd like to give him the credit and say it's both. I think mm-hmm. Rory's visit helped him realize like she's not mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that was a big part of why he decided to leave was like mm-hmm. I did this. I need to go. I don't need to be in her life and she's going to hate me. Now he found out yeah. no, we're kind of okay. We're actually pretty good. And also I had a really good thing with Luke. Mm-hmm. What I loved about Luke is he goes on this rant. He, like he's like, people called me insane. They told me not to do it, and I did it anyways. And guess what? You proved them right, right? And Jess mm-hmm. is just like, so you never packed up any of my things. Yeah, deflection. But I mean, that's like <laughs> that's classic Luke. Mm-hmm. He yeah. he still lives and works in his father's store. The people who. He loved the people he cares about. He can't bear to part with their possessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Luke says yes to Jess, but he does tell him things are going to have to be different. Yes. With some I, stipulations. Mm-hmm. And then what I loved was Jess says, because Luke says, I need to go back to the diner. Jess says, I will help you uh, close up tonight. He volunteers to work. Yeah. Yeah. I love that line. That's like, so we are, it's like just yeah. saying I love you. 
You know, it's like, right? yeah. it's truly, it's as best he can do for now. Mm-hmm. It's literally just saying, I'm going to help you out as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think of somebody other than myself, which as much as we all love Jess, we haven't actually seen him do that oh, no, a whole definitely lot. Not. No. And before Jess can leave, Luke stops him and says, she's not home. Don't go, Don't go there. Her. She's still with Dean and they are good. Leave her alone. He says that she's at the wedding, right? He does. Which, I mean, Luke, if you were really trying to keep them <laughs> apart, leave that little shit out. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, to his credit, Luke does try. Luke says, leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Does he um, leave her alone? <laughs> so, well. Jess is back. Jess is back. And seemingly, it looks like for good. At least now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's finally the day of the wedding, guys. Mm-hmm. So we move on. And Michelle's still in charge. Yep. Which I love. Yep. Okay, so Rory says that people haven't been drinking yet, but that's a lie. First of all, don't they all have drinks in hand? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they are all drunk. specifically Patty and Babette have been too busy singing okay. and they haven't no. had a chance to drink yet. These colors are purple and white. But there's also peach ribbons hanging from some of the flowers. Like, it's clearly leftover decoration from the twins' wedding in season one. And there's white ribbons. It's just a a real mishmash of colors. Look at Dean. He looks so handsome. Can we talk about Kirk's singing voice? (laughs) Kirk has a really good singing voice. Yeah. But this little Dean and Rory moment just goes to show they are doing good. They look very happy together. They're having fun. Dean is being, let's say, an incredibly good sport about everybody joking about him being sexually harassed. Right? Yeah. We'll have to hide you later. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Two different people. I mean, two different people who essentially share the same, like, brain cells, but he does get a call. (laughs) Uh, He does, and he has a cell phone, and it kind of uh, goes back to that Dean's an adult Mm-hmm. and Rory's a kid moment because Rory doesn't have a cell phone but Lorelai does, the adult and now so does Dean and so does Paris apparently because it's Paris calling so real quick on that and we're help, maybe I'm remembering wrong when we have that Oasis watering the lawn episode the new neighbor moves mm-hmm. in and Rory can't get the spigot off she says damn you and your Unabomber tendencies about Dean because he has a beeper mm. and oh, not a cell phone. Interesting. I, I, I could be wrong. It could just be that he doesn't answer. But I thought it was because he had a beeper. And Jess also is like anti-cell phone. Just something to watch out yeah. for. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways. um, Yes, she gets. A, well, he gets a call from Paris for Rory. And it's because. I also want to know how Paris got his phone number. We'll I say, do want to know that. But. <laughs> She is extremely excited because, guys, they got the band. And if anyone was going to be scared of uh, Paris, it's going to be the band. She doesn't say it that way, but... Yeah. That's no, she kind of does. I mean, <laughs> essentially, yeah. But it, it means that they win. Like, yeah. that was the swing vote, apparently. And so it means maybe she's going to go to Washington. Again, big old air quotes around Washington. And so Dean asks her, like, this means you're going. And she said, oh, no, like, I'll have to look into it. Lots of things to think about, essentially. 
I will say mm-hmm. Dean looks dismayed, but he's not like, oh, woe is me. How dare you leave me? Yeah. That he would have done very like, season. oh, I'm not going to see you for six weeks. He looks weeks. like Bummer. a normal boyfriend. Dean has been possessed right? by the spirit of a normal boyfriend this episode and has normal reactions. Probably because Jess is gone. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have <laughs> anything to worry about. It's all good. <laughs> well, Lorelai comes over, does her little drunken whatever she says, and then walks away and Christopher comes, right? And immediately, and immediately, they're all over each other. Yeah. And Rory is supposedly, what, 10 feet away? Yeah. Basically. She's like, oh, don't look at me like that. People are going to know we slept together. And then he just kisses her in Grabs front of her. everybody, which, whatever. Like, But he kisses her in such a way. It's very aggressive and possessive. Yeah. Have Lorelai and Rory had that conversation yet? I don't. I is don't this know. is Rory's first inkling of anything happening we don't get any reaction she knows later on when rory and chris are talking there's it's kind of implied that she already knew Mm -hmm. yeah but like do you think lorelei would tell rory that they slept together i think it would have been like hey me and your dad are getting back together yeah yeah that makes more sense well regardless chris wants reassurance and lorelei is so happy to give it to him yeah Mm -hmm. and they get interrupted by emily and richard the Gilmores are here. Of course they're here. They got invited. Very nice of them, to be honest. Yeah. You know, they showed up to a, a weak, early pity invite. It's called rising above it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> and then Lorelai says something about coming back down. I, it's just like a very good comedy moment between the two of them where they're mm-hmm. kind of being friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The men go off to get drinks and Lorelai and Emily are left alone. And my God, Emily looks. Oh my so God, she's stunning. She looks oh, amazing, yeah, she looks and she amazing. amazing immediately picks up on the, the way that Chris is present. Chris is interacting mm-hmm. with Lorelai, and she is. They so, are very close together. So excited about because Lorelai can't come out to her mom and say Chris and I got back together because she, they don't have that that relationship. There's not that level of right. trust, but she can say. He's going to be visiting his daughter a lot more often. Mm-hmm. And Emily absolutely understands what that means. And this is what Emily has been waiting to hear for 16 years. Yeah. 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 And I think this does show you the motivation for later on how she acts mm-hmm. um, in season five. Not to excuse her because Emily does not get an excuse for that. But like, Emily has definitely smiles. Yeah, they're so th- happy. This Sorry. she definitely loves the idea of Lorelai and Christopher. This moment, the "Well, I'll be damned" moment, is such a beautiful, positive moment between these women. She is like toothily grinning. There's a it's it's, and Chris ruins it. Oh, we're not there yet. We're like, we're not there yet. We're not there away. yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. So Kirk does sing. Um, I love that Lane is in the background drumming. With her drums? Yeah, we didn't get yeah. Lane in this episode, so it was nice to see her. Yeah, and I second. mean, between Lane's... We see her at the rehearsal dinner, too. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, Like, just yeah. in the background. Between Lane's dress and her drumsticks, I have to imagine that Mrs. Kim was not invited to the wedding. <laughs> right? Yes. Because Lane, I, I'm just going to mention it really <laughs> quickly. So she is wearing... A quite deep cut light blue dress with like a bright aqua cardigan over it. But there's like a solid amount of cleavage. I would say way more cleavage than Mama Kim would be okay with. 
I'm going to say Mama Kim and Lane both got invited, but maybe Mama Kim had plans or had to run the shop yeah. or something and just let Lane go on her own. Maybe. Well, we cut over to Chris and Rory, and this is the part that makes me sad, is Rory and Chris's interaction. Because Rory is straight up, like, what are your intentions? What do you want to do with my mom? Are you for real? Because this is going to hurt if you're not. She tells him exactly what the results will be if he walks away. Yeah. And guess what? He walks away because he gets a phone call. And in his place, we get the second jump scare of the episode. Also, Jess. So, <laughs> do you guys remember all the way back uh, the Bracebridge dinner <laughs> when Jess leapt out of the bushes into the carriage? <laughs> and that like, was dives. Like, <laughs> we didn't realize then, but it was the first of many. Here he is again, kind of leaping out of the trees and here he is gosh guys it's such a beautiful scene it's a dream come true this is what every teenage girl fantasizes about right she's all dressed up for a big beautiful event and then the boy that she has a crush on but who shouldn't be there arrives is there yeah and there's flowers everywhere it's so green the water's like that is a dream and Do you think she looks shocked to see him? I kind of got vibes, the same vibes that like Luke, when he just walks in and just sees him and it's like, okay, Jess is here. I think her initial reaction is a little bit of like, almost fear. Like, at least in her face, there's just like this, what are you doing here? Because I think she knows the implications. Well, she actually she knows what's happened. going to happen. She thinks that something bad happened. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, their conversation is very brief yeah i mean before she lunges at him she's overwhelmed with emotion i think yeah she can't help herself she is so attracted to him and here he is showing up like a dream in this beautiful place in this beautiful setting and this would be a really beautiful moment had we not just seen her blissfully happy with dean like minutes ago like i can't understate he looks so soft in this moment yeah right he, and his, her boyfriend is literally probably feet away. Like, you can see like the chairs. if he looked in the direction, he could yeah. probably see them. You can see the chairs. Like, you can- And her dad is, like- Her dad is right there, there too. <laughs> so, like, I love, and I know, I know Alexis gets a lot of hate that she's not a great actor, doesn't show emotion or, or whatever- this scene, I feel like, disproves all of that right there, because you can just see, like, the inner struggle on her face. Yeah. I think the, she does a great job, yeah. She does a fantastic job mm-hmm. here. Like, I love the expressions on her face. It's going across, like, she's happy that he's back, but she also is terrified because she knows yeah. this is the end. And it's a great and kiss. Opposite. It is a great kiss. He is so into it, first off. He is. He's soft. He's happy. Like, I'm back. Yeah. yeah. He's lit very well. <laughs> he kisses her back immediately. Oh, yeah. And their oh, kiss yeah. is immediately, like, ten times more interesting to watch and passionate than any kiss we've ever seen with dean even when they were like oh my god making out like this kiss this is chemistry this is what that song is written about is that what is it shania this kiss this kiss oh yeah shania Twain. yeah oh yes that's what this song is about you know this kind of moment except for was it faith hill normally she's cheating on her boyfriend <laughs> it doesn't end with splitting apart and being like oh my god Right? It doesn't end with her going back to, like, I gotta go talk to Dean of, like, I wasn't expecting this. Let me go clean it up. It's, 
don't tell anybody, and she sprints away. And welcome, welcome back. Home. Yep. Yeah, welcome home. And she sprints away. And this is her second time. No, her third time. Her third time. Dean, Tristan, now Jess, as she runs away after a kiss. <sighs> Rory's a runner, guys. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> TikTok, where and you And, like, at? Jess gets this kind of little smile on his face because he just kissed the girl that he's basically in love with. Not even that. The girl kissed him. Yeah. This is, like almost a breakfast club moment this is almost like a fist in the air i had her once moment you know like he has overcome the obstacle however the obstacle is still very present (laughs) he's still like six four and he's like over there yeah (laughs) guys this is the worst scene of this episode chris comes back and he just says like oh i have to go I have things coming. And he was going to leave. He was going to leave. But she stopped him. And drags it out of him. Yeah. Oh, Sherry's back. Oh, you're going to have the breakup? Uh, like, so oh, sweet you're not. and naive to even immediately go to that. And I know that Lorelai's supposed to be clearly a little tipsy. She's super, like, hopped up on all the wedding energy. Um, But to immediately be like, oh, you're going home. You're going to tell her you're moving out. Sweet baby, no. He's never going home to tell her he's moving out. And he finally explains, Sherry's pregnant, and he missed it the first time with Rory. And apparently, Chris cannot be a dad if he's not in a relationship with you. I, I'm, i like, almost getting teary-eyed thinking about it, because I love these characters so much. And, like, you have to know Lorelai is devastating. Yeah. Yeah. I hate Chris so much because he specifically says, I'm not going to miss it. I can only be a dad if I'm in a relationship with the mom. That's what he tells her. Yeah. This is the episode and that's that changes what he does. Chris for me. Yeah. I will never, ever be able to look at Chris, even in his great moments, the same. Mm-hmm. No, this is, this is like such an awful moment. And it's a situation where... Lorelai immediately sobers up and yep. is like, okay, well, drive safe. And then yeah, Chris has the it's... gall to call her on that. Chris, you yeah, don't Chris get is looking to... for sympathy at this point. No. He is looking for her to give him sympathy because he has to stay with his knocked up girlfriend from the woman you just slept and pr- with. Essentially made a commitment to. raised your child. From the woman who has your daughter. Like, and then what the hell and then the kicker tell rory he doesn't even have the balls to tell his own daughter he is a fucking asshole how dare you how dare you well he did just tell lorelei i can't be a dad if i'm not with you (laughs) so he's relinquishing dad rights now i like there is something so crushing about lorelei telling chris congratulations she doesn't owe him like, that. He doesn't deserve no. that. He was essentially, in this moment, an unwitting sperm donor. And I almost wish that's all he was. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I can't wait for that conversation between him and Rory and the Yale years, where she tells him, like, stop, because he deserved that conversation, like, a year ago. Yeah. Right here. hmm Oh, Chris dislike christopher so much 
Push him in the lake. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Um Wait, hold on. And yeah. Can we two pies Christopher? Ooh, God, I, yes. yes. Definitely. Like, yes. can we triple two pies Christopher? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone All of pies. The pies. <laughs> he 100% deserves a pie. I'm writing this down. Yeah. Yep. Because this is so so awful. It's unforgivable. Um and yet and yet and it leads us to the final moments, the final bits of season two, the final bits of this episode. We do get to see Jackson walk on in his kilt, which we'll talk about it in fashion, but I'll say I think he looks dashing. I wouldn't suspect that it was last minute if I was at that wedding. No. And he doesn't look bad. No. Like, he no, doesn't look great. Or comical. No. Or like they were trying to do anything. No, he looks good. We cut over to Rory, who's running in, out of breath. She's right? just been smooching in the trees. Yeah. <laughs> Lorelai looks heartbroken. We do see, before we get to them, the huppa. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. The huppa's getting used. Yay. Yeah. And you're right. The officiant does have a shirt of Cynthia yeah, Jackson. Jackson of them. It's the same one that's on the pillows yep. inside. Look at look at Lorelai's face. That is Lauren. She's I, heartbroken. That's yeah. amazing acting from Lauren. Oh my god! Like it's so real. Yeah, it's both of them have just had their dreams and plans destroyed in one way or another. Uh huh. And yeah, Rory ends the episode with. I'm going to go to D.C. for for the summer. I'm going to Washington. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai just nods. Ten minutes before, she was telling Dean, well, I'll figure it out. We don't know. We might not be going. I mean, if Lorelai would have been in a right state of mind, not just, like, completely devastated, she would have picked up on it. Mm-hmm. But Oh, yeah. She's not. Gosh. Oof. What an so, episode, guys. Rory runs from Jess and also runs from Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Rory has she to run, run everyone. so that she doesn't continue to cheat. <laughs> Rory Gilmore, why are you such a cheater? <laughs> You're supposed to be a good person. Uh, well, hey, that's the end of the episode. And speaking of good that's the end of the season. Person, yeah. La, 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 Do we have nice. a townsperson? Yeah, we have to pick oh, our top I do. person of the week. I do. I have two, but they're controversial, and I will be shot down. My first one is Paris. For doing her speech, she won, blah, blah, My second one is Jess, for coming back. <laughs> but he also is complicit in cheating. Hey, he he's not married to Dean. But he knows but yes, they're I together. Understand. <laughs> I understand. Okay, I said it was controversial. Emily, who do you have? Uh, can we have a town's couple of the week? Oh, yeah. Suki and Jackson? I believe they won it together As a before, couple before. Right? They have. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think if I had I'd to pick- I'd say if anything, Suki. Yeah, if I had to pick one, it would be Suki. Mostly because none of our other side characters got, like, any action. You know, I don't think Emily- <laughs> Not like Lorelai Deserved did. it, yeah. Uh, Chris I'm certainly like, doesn't. Suki is- clearly the chillest bride ever like she is one freak out yeah. in the middle of the night and like other than that she's like it's gonna be gorgeous let's just go with the flow yeah yeah let's give it a suki that. and jackson i mean it's their wedding day yes we don't I mean, we Jess, don't did you have any wedding, 
Anything else? Anybody? No, I, I was going to say Suki. I think Suki, one, super chill bride. Two, this is kind of her episode, even though it's totally not about her. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Jackson, I could take or leave because, yeah, he wore the kilt, but he was weird about it. I don't know. Suki, congrats, <laughs> girl. Yes. Fish is also a really good friend to Lorelai in this episode, yes. too. On the night before her wedding, which is, like, right? supposed to be her day. So, yeah. Like, I could totally see any other woman being like, I love you, and we will talk about this in depth, but, like, I'm getting married tomorrow, and I need to focus <laughs> mm-hmm. on me. Obviously, Suki needed a distraction. Yes. But... Well, congrats, Suki, and possibly Jackson. Let's say Suki. Yeah. On top person to of the week. Congratulations on your wedding. It's very beautiful, even though the colors are confusing Unknown. the hell out of me. Unknown. <laughs> um, and up next, we have references with Sandra. Weekly references with Sandra. Weekly references with Sandra. Guys, for the season two finale, there were a ton of references, like a crazy amount. And there was one scene that had three back-to-back references, and I didn't know any of them. So I needed to, like, search them. And it's when Paris makes her speech and approaches Rory, who's writing in the crowd, right? Oh, yeah. So first off, Paris is, like, insistent. to She wants to know what's going to be written and almost, like... It almost feels like she wants to know what's going to be written so it could be changed. And Rory tells her, go away, Randolph. Yep. This is a reference to William Randolph Hearst, an American businessman and newspaper publisher. So think Mitchum Hunsberger, but like 10 times bigger. Real? Yeah. Okay. And back in the day, he made up stories. He would just straight up exaggerate, skew, or fake stories, uh, also known as yellow journalism. And he's very much known for that. He's also, like, the inventor slash the reason why media is sensational stories, right? Thanks, dude. So that's, yeah. So Rory, in this instance, is comparing Paris to this man, which is funny because, like I said before, Paris is literally the editor of this paper. Mm -hmm. So technically, she would have power over Rory's column. So good reference. (laughs) My next reference comes in within minutes of the first, where Louise and Madeline come in complaining about interviewing people that they should never have even had to stand near. And Madeline says, the hairstyles alone prove the Farley brothers are not making this stuff up. Either of you guys know what that means? The only Farley I know of is Chris Chris Farley. Farley. That's the only one I know. No, not quite. But it might just be that we're a little bit too young. So the Farley brothers are like the Duffer brothers or the Russo brothers. They are a writing and directing duo. And they very specifically did Dumb and Dumber and There's Something About Mary, both of which had characters that had interesting hairdos for one reason or another. So that's what Louise is talking about. Interesting. My last reference is when Rory was like, you didn't think you could just be nice to people? And Paris says, see, that's exactly what I need from you. Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm for the new millennium. Any of you guys know what Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm is? Sunnybrook Farm sounds familiar, but I don't know why. 
So Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm is a 1903 children's novel by Kate Douglas Wiggin about a girl named Rebecca Rowena Randall and her aunts, one stern, one kind, and the fictional village of Riverboro that is set in Maine that they live in. So Rebecca was noted for having this great joy that inspired people around her, even in the face of hardship. She was always happy. The book also heavily focuses on the townies as well as Rebecca. So most of the book is actually about the people that live near her as well. And much like Anne of Green Gables, there is a sequel to the book of her grown up. And later on, Wiggins' grandnephew, Eric, Eric Wiggins, also wrote several stories about her. So they like portrayed her whole life um, in these stories. But the original story was adapted for theater and also filmed three separate times. Um, with the most famous one, Shirley Temple was Rebecca. So I think it's just called Rebecca of Storybrook Farm. Mm-hmm. Shirley Temple, of course, was the little girl that like was in every movie in with the, the ring 50s, list. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so most of the scene in question between Rory and the Chilton girls, I was a little bit lost. So if anyone else was a little bit lost, I hope that cleared up. A little bit of that mess. <laughs> I remember when I was watching this episode, I was thinking, like, especially during that scene, man, I hope Sandra does at least one of these references. <laughs> it was just back to back to back where I was like, mm, I don't know any of these. I know Sharon Stone. Yeah, that was about it. <laughs> but yeah, those were my references. But after references, we have a song with Emily. Books, movies, and music with Emily. I bet y'all can't guess what song we're doing today. (sighs) Suki walks down the aisle to I Can't Get Started, appropriately also the name of this episode. So I Can't Get Started was written in 1936 by Vernon Duke and Ira Gershwin. And it was recorded and performed by Bob Hope and Eve Arden that year. It reached 14th place on the record recording charts with Bunny Berrigan's 1937 version. It was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1975. So, 40 years after oh, wow. it was written. Wow. There have been at least 21 different versions of this song. Sounds about right. Those are just the ones listed on its Wikipedia page. So the song was in this episode, it was the version performed by Ella Fitzgerald, who Honestly, we all know has a gorgeous voice. Yeah. Uh, so she was born in April 1917, passed away in June of 1996. She was a jazz singer, sometimes referred to as the First Lady of Song, Queen of Jazz, and Lady Ella. And she was noted for her purity of tone, impeccable diction, phrasing, timing, intonation, basically having a friggin' gorgeous voice. One of her notable, notable connections was with Marilyn Monroe. So Marilyn Monroe loved her, and she really wanted to see her play at the Mocambo nightclub in oh, Hollywood. yeah, I've heard about this, mm-hmm. yeah. And they tried to, like, not let her play because she was black, mm-hmm. so clearly a race thing, and Marilyn Monroe lobbied the owner for the booking. Bonnie Greer dramatized the inst- incident as the musical drama Marilyn and Ella, um, and, and that was in 2008 that that came out. 
she Ella Fitzgerald was the first black performer to play at that club because of Marilyn Monroe. Oh wow, nice. Oh no, I'm wrong. She's not. Herb Jeffries, Eartha Kitt, and Joyce Bryant all played before that. It's a common mm-hmm. legend, I guess. Yeah, a common misconception that she I was, was the first. Be like, she she also not. sang at last, but that's Etta James, so I'm just confusing everyone. Yeah, I know. I was just about to like look up her other songs, but she does have some wonderful songs. Dream a little dream of me. Oh, I love that one. Cheek to cheek. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. <laughs> and into each life some rain must fall. A fun fact, she won the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Along with her 14 also, Grammy Awards. <laughs> if anyone watches Stranger Things, no spoilers, but the song that plays during a, a specific part was her. It was her. It was not Billy Hunter. Oh. Yes. And it was okay. Dream a Little Dream of Me. That's why I remember. <laughs> Which is a great song, and I could also see that it is. being a little bit more romantic than the one that Suki mm-hmm. picks. But it's Suki's mm-hmm. wedding. It's a beautiful song, and we all yes. appreciate it. <laughs> so that was a little bit about I Can't Get Started and Miss Ella Fitzgerald, the first lady of song. After that, we have Fashion with Jess. So, there are a few normal outfits in this episode that stood out as pretty good to me, but I do want to make the focus kind of the wedding attire, but I do want to quickly shout out that uh, the first outfit we see Lorelai in at the inn which is a kind of more subdued blue-gray floral dress with a bright blue sweater over it. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't think it's appropriate for work, so I'm assuming that she's not working at this time. Michelle is in a full suit. I don't think she is. I think she's there as a... She's there as the yeah. maid of honor. Okay. I was just like... I feel like if she closed the card again, yeah, it would be totally. fine. But, like, it's kind of pulled back, the the sleevelessness, the strap, spaghetti straps are exposed. Yeah, and I mean, Lauren gets away with a lot of things that might not be super work-appropriate because she pulls them off so well. But I just, I love that mm-hmm. dress, and I needed to shout it out. I do have a worst dressed. I have a strong... Please tell me it's Lorelai's pajamas. <laughs> no, it's not, because they're pajamas. Chris, when he arrives at the doctor's oh office... Oh my gosh. ...is... So terrible. I was instantly like, what is he wearing? It's so oversized. So Chris is wearing like a blue checkered shirt and khakis. And they are both so oversized on him and so sloppy. He looks like a frat boy who stayed at somebody else's house and then he had to like throw on somebody's oversized clothes to get to class the next day. I hate he his look on me. him. Of season one, Dean. Yeah. yeah. Just too big, too baggy. Mm-hmm. He is my worst dressed. He is the worst person in the world. <laughs> Moving on. De- Dean at least has the excuse of, like, a teenager still yeah, trying to grow into his body. Absolutely. I will mention quickly Lorelai's rehearsal dress, which is just different. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It's a black and white dress, 
but it's, again, it's got kind of an asymmetric chest thing going on where there's a white portion underneath and a black portion over top that kind of creates like a three-dimensional pop. A little bit weird, a little bit more fashion-y, I say with big air quotes, than we see Lorelai wear. It feels a little more avant-garde. I think it's supposed to be like a flower but it's or like a dragonfly maybe it's clearly two separate pieces because when we see her leaning up yeah. against the wall you can see there's dimension the fabric and there's like separation yeah. between the layers it's interesting it's whatever but the real stars of the show is the wedding attire we already touched on jackson jackson when he actually is at the wedding he is wearing the kilt that his father gave him along with kind of a studded tuxedo jacket it's got like kind of big silver studs on it and it's got long tails and i could be completely wrong i think that goes along with the scottish attire yeah i I think it's i think it's a whole combo Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah but i think he looks great like Mm -hmm. if he hadn't thrown a fit about the the kills i would have assumed this was the plan the whole time yeah so then let's talk about the bridesmaids dresses now lorelei designed and created these bridesmaids dresses which in some ways like in canon that makes me forgive that they fit a little weird and they're like the least flattering fabric ever but when I think about the fact that a costume designer definitely made these there's just some kind of like unforgivable little errors so let's start with Rory's dress Rory's dress is a knee-length dark teal with a cowl neck And it's got ruched sides, and it's got some of those little ribbon roses at the hip. It's a very interesting combination of things. And the other thing is that the fit is just ever so slightly off, where it wrinkles weird. It's one of those fabrics, it's that satin fabric that, like, it shows every lump and bump and wrinkle and Mm -hmm. ridge. And it's clear that Alexis is not wearing a bra in this scene. And I think it's because if she had worn a bra, you would have seen it clearly. Yeah. Like, you would have seen the outline of it. You would have seen the back, even if it was strapless. Like, the only thing she maybe could have used in this is, like, stick-on pasties, which I don't think were as much of a thing. I was going to say, Early 2000s, thing, yeah. So, I just, I don't love it. The cowl neck, I feel like, ages this dress. It makes it look more mother of the bride than fresh young teenage bridesmaid. What do you guys think about Rory's dress? Okay. I like Rory's dress more than Lorelai's dress. Mm-hmm. But that's not yes. saying much. Let's put it that way. I feel like Rory's dress is more forgiving than Lorelai's yes. dress. Yes. It's not as skin tight because of like the bunch sides and the rouging on the sides. Mm-hmm. And also her hair like works kind of well helps hide. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like where the side is, especially where they have like the little flowers on her hip, like it ga- like the dress itself gathers weird there. I almost feel like the flowers, because the flowers are not on Lorelai's dress, I almost feel like there was some kind of thing that happened to the dress and they covered it up with flowers. Maybe they were trying to hide the scrunching. Like, it's just, because it's clearly, it's supposed to be ruched, at least on that one side, Mm -hmm. but then the flowers are just weird on the one hip. I just, I don't love it. Okay. And what I will say about this dress it looks handmade. It yes, does. Yeah. It does. It looks handmade. And I mean, I, I have essentially the same complaint in that regard that I did about Rory's dance dress, where it was very pretty, 
but like also there was just some things that were off and they're handmade. I say it with again, big air quotes. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Lorelai. So Lorelai, her dress is calf length in the same dark teal. It's got spaghetti straps. It's got kind of like almost a scoop or boat neck. It's very deep. It's very wide with a little bit of a cowl. And there is just the weirdest, it's not a seam across her bust. It's a layer of fabric. It's like beneath they tried the main. to put in one of those like built-in bras. Yeah. And it ended in the wrong spot. But like that can't make sense because there's only like two inches. It almost looks like the dress was first see-through. And so they try to fix it by putting yeah. something underneath. It just looks because bad. Alexis's dress is like forgiving in that there's enough fabric that you can almost not tell that she's not wearing a bra. That wouldn't work with Lauren's dress because it's so fitted. Mm-hmm. It it does look it looks like they shoved another layer of fabric down in there, or it looks like there's a a fold over flap yeah. on the inside of the front of the dress. It just it's so distracting as soon as you see it. And there's something like poking out yeah Yeah. and it like it can't it clearly cannot be a body part because it's too far it's too close to the middle to be you know yeah (laughs) if you're listening to us and you're like i remember they looked so nice at the wedding please just go back and just look at that seam if you do not examine it and just look and move on they look look great great, right but it just when you start looking at the details of this dress that i'm just like oof and then she turns around. Yeah. And you see the back of it. Again. And you can tell how tight it's pulled. It's very tight. You the fit is underwear. kind of weird. You can see her yeah. underwear, which I am starting to try to move away from being scared of the VPL. I grew up during this time period. Visible panty line is the last thing on earth that you want. But you know what? I do wear big underwear, and they're comfortable, and they're they're cotton, and they come in a (laughs) five-pack. I love my granny panties. Leave me alone. And sometimes I like to wear pants that are tight and underwear that are big, and sometimes you can see them, and I'm trying to, like, not die of shame every time I see that. However, in this particular instance... (laughs) You are not on a TV show. No, I'm not. And I'm not in a formal dress. you're not at a wedding. Exactly. You can see her underwear, and it just, overall, it was like a swing and a miss for me. I understand, but it was not executed correctly. Hold on. Does this woman have white on at a wedding? (gasps) She does. Oh, no. (laughs) There's just a random guest in the background who is wearing a white dress. Yikes. No. And do you guys remember the twins wedding? There was like a mother of the bride or something wearing white and another random woman wearing like almost Did a they wedding forget? dress. Well, and like, like, I don't know. I think they get confused. Lane's dress is a very light blue, light enough to the point that I would double, I would think before I wore it to a wedding. And this episode? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's got the blue cardigan on, but her dress itself is a very light blue that could show up white in pictures. Oh, there's another so, white person. Uh, well, another oh my white person. Another person in white. <laughs> there's a lot of white people at this yeah. wedding, let's be honest. There's a lot of white people. So um, one thing is, blue. when you are... That's pretty yeah. solidly blue and then, like, gray the on bottom the bottom is a little yeah. The bottom is... But having yeah. the blue on top. The idea it. is that if there is a bunch of pictures of the group and the bride, you don't want your outfit to stand out as much as the bride's no. does. Mm-hmm. So 
a lot of people have failed in that regards. Anyway, we have roasted these girls. They're (laughs) definitely not my worst dressed. Chris is forever my worst dressed. But let's, like, give some big props to the bride. We only see Suki's wedding dress in the context of her kitchen freakout. But her dress is extremely unique. And I think that it is... In that regard, it is very Suki. So Suki's wedding dress is a two-piece system. It consists of what I'm going to call, and I did a lot of research, I'm going to call a bone-colored halter neck dress that is very simple. And over it, she has what I'm calling an overdress, which is a three-dimensional, full-length lace topper It buttons under the bust with a single button, and it has really beautiful, long bell sleeves. And it's got these little three-dimensional flowers that pop off all over, like, so it creates this, this kind of, like, motif of flowers throughout. And then she's got a veil, and it's a headband veil, so it's got a big, wide headband, and then the veil comes off of it. I have seen a lot of people on the internet who don't like Suki's dress. That's fine. Sometimes I don't like things that you like. I think this is very Suki. I do too. I do think they could have found a dress that suited her body type just a little bit better. That being Mm -hmm. said, she looks gorgeous. It's hard to kind of see what the fit actually is because the apron's tied over it and might be messing up. And she does take it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she does take it off. And that's when you can see that the, the overdress... You know, it comes mm-hmm. to a closure under her bust, and then it opens wide again. Um, it reminds like me that. very much of the like the the sweater, the long sweaters that she wears. Like I think yes, specifically absolutely. Like that one. It, it reminds me a lot. Yes, and that's why I think it is so much her. Yeah, the one of the biggest complaints I've seen people make is that her sleeves are so long and so oversized. And I think for this particular bride. Yeah, she's a chef. She's You know you cannot keep her out of the kitchen, and that's going to be a pain. But the thing that I really like about this dress is I love the idea of having a ceremony look and a reception look, and this dress makes that so easy, Mm -hmm. right? You wear this for the ceremony. You look beautiful. You take all your pictures, and then when you just want to dance and have a great time, you take that over layer off, and she's got a really simple white halternet dress on. I'm not a big fan of the veil. I don't no, like I don't I, like headband veils. No, it feels but, no. Um, and I wish it was the same color as her dress because the white also, with the yes. like beige yeah. color is just yeah doesn't match. I think that the veil matches the topper, but like so when I call it bone, I looked at a lot of different pictures, tried to figure out what color her dress was. Mm-hmm. It's not an eggshell. It's not an off white. It's not a pure white. It's almost into a tan. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, yeah. that's how deep the tone is. Very pretty on her skin. Very pretty with her red hair. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's kind it's of a weird mix. It works. Yeah. It works for Suki. Either way. I think she looks great. She does. She looks incredible. She she is my best dressed because it's her wedding and that's what you do (laughs) on the day of the bride's wedding you tell her she's the best dressed Mm -hmm. so congratulations suki boo chris nothing to steal in this episode i really want uh rory's stranger 13 shirt i just really liked it but i was emily the strange i was just wondering that yeah yeah i'm a i'm a goth girl at heart so like that's (laughs) 
that's perfect for me. Well, that was my extended fashion recap, but it was a special day. After fashion, we have Stars Hollow Speaks. All right, so we're going to start with some comments we got on our last episode, which is not the little bonus mini episode uh, where we announced our, our remarkest uh, watch party, but the one before. And we had from To Earth from Pluto, who said, I love Lorelai's graduation day for all the reasons stated in the podcast, but also for how cleverly they recreated the gradu- graduation day that should have been. Rory is non-existent, Chris is the dutiful boyfriend, Suki is the cheerful best friend, and Emily and Richard are the proud parents. It's just impressive storytelling to me. When I read this comment, I was like, holy crap, that is so spot yeah. on and clever. Yeah, like, is. absolutely. I thought that's so thing. excellent. Excellent point. I love that. And then we also had a comment from Zephron's Ninja, who said, also, we have a Washington Square Park over here in my hometown, uh, West Coast in North Cal. So Washington Square Park's all over the place. Jess, who kept saying Washington State Park? Was it me? Because I'm going to be really embarrassed. I think it was both of you, because <laughs> I never said it. <laughs> I never huh. said the words. Um, it was it was both, um, which I thought was very funny. <clears throat> Whatever. I'm from New Jersey, not New York. I'm from West New Jersey. West Coast, West Coast. <laughs> and also, at the, during the same week that we released that, we also shared some pictures of ourselves as graduates, and we invited you guys to send your pictures, and a couple of you did. So I want to thank... Zephron's Ninja, and also Gabriella. We loved seeing your graduation pictures. You guys both looked amazing. And of course, we're all long graduated at this point, but it's fun to look back. So thank you for your comments, and thank you for your pictures. So moving on to this episode, we got, um, let's say, a couple comments about Christopher. So first up, we have Lisa, who said very astutely, you can be a father without being married to the kid's mom, Chris. I mean, I know he can't be theoretically. It's possible. It's very possible. In some cases, better. I want to say it's better for Lorelai in the end, but maybe if the chris Lore cringe relationship happened here, we wouldn't have had to suffer through the first half of season seven. Both Lorelai and Rory um, needed some work on actually moving on from their first loves rather than dragging them into to a slow and torturous demise. Yikes, yeah. Um, maybe part of the reason Lorelai has problems advising Rory to break up with Dean. Mm, and that's true. a good point. Like, yeah. Th- those first loves, especially to Lorelai, mean so much. Mm-hmm. And to Rory. I mean, there's something spe- always special about your first love. Dean doesn't even make a blip in Rory's life later on. Like, mm-hmm. truly, yeah. like, after they break up, and even in the revival, it was just kind of like, Oh, it's you. Yeah. Yep. Not like Chris and Morley. No. But yeah, no, I, Lisa, I completely understand where you're coming from. There was a lot of ways that Chris could have handled that. <laughs> Almost all of them would have been better. Pretty much. We also got some comments from C. Renee, who uh, said that they wish they had seen Suki and Jackson's wedding. I'm sure their vows were wacky and sweet. You know, I'm really sad we didn't get to see their wedding, too. Like, yeah. I would have loved to see their wedding. I bet they did traditional wedding vows, though. Yeah? I don't know. He had a bunch know. of bananas. He did have post. a bunch of bananas. <laughs> their priests did have a t-shirt with their faces on them. Yeah. And so apparently yeah. did the caterers or the mm-hmm. workers. 
a couple of the caterers yeah, yeah. did. It was a weird mix. I just I don't know if like doing your own vows was a thing at this time. I don't know, honestly. I don't know. I think people have. I think so. Okay. Especially non-traditional couples. Yeah. Not that they're non-traditional, but <laughs> I was 11 years old, so I have no Yeah, idea. exactly. Um, <laughs> so we also got a um comment from Susanna about Lorelai. So she said she didn't like Lorelai's hair for the wedding. It was it just seemed too simple. I agree. I yeah. think Rory's mm-hmm. hair was a little bit better. Uh, it just wasn't it for Lorelai and Rory this episode, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, this was the time when, like, stick straight yes. hair was super in fashion. I'm so excited for season three. I keep looking at I the know. promo photos. Season three is some of the best <laughs> Lorelai hair. It We're going to get there. And finally, we did ask you guys for your opinion on the season two finale about the kiss thoughts on chris and then just in general thoughts on the episode and we did get a really good amount of responses lisa says i want to love that kiss but rory girl you still have a boyfriend one who is currently dressed in a suit to be your date for the wedding you are in hmm. yeah hmm. Yeah. Season, <clears throat> she continues to say season three should have opened with rory single in dc hard agree yeah that, Agreed. yeah that would that would have been so much better so Andy Lyons says, just watched it. Rory is so wrong for kissing Jess. Chris and Lorelai look great together. Uh, agree to they disagree. <laughs> I mean, as much as we hate Chris, I mean, yeah, they do beautiful look beautiful couple. together. They're a beautiful yeah, couple. And I hate it. I agree. See, Renee does say it was a good kiss. <laughs> a lot of uh, crying <laughs> Yes. And then Ellen says, I think this is a top tier finale. Brings your emotions up only to end in chaos and heartbreak. Anyways, Rory Def cheated on Dean, and I think this is the moment she finally accepts her feelings. That doesn't mean she dealt with them appropriately, but at least she did something. Also, what the F, Chris? And just so we're clear, she did not <laughs> She used all four letters. I, I feel that. <laughs> so thank you for all, like, I feel like we had a lot over these past couple of weeks, just because it's been so long since we actually recorded, it feels like. And we got a special like, and I mean, for anyone who didn't listen to the bonus episode, just know that we're kind of famous now. Yeah, so um, right? hopefully some of you tuned into our Remarkist watch party, which, when you're listening, will have happened the night before. Yes, uh, at this point, we still mm-hmm. don't know if we're going to be able to share any of that audio with you. We will if we can, but we shared a post about partnering with Remarkist for the watch party, and an actor from the original series did like it, Mr. Mike Gandolfi, which I think I may have said Gandolfini last time. No, Mike Gandolfi, who we know and love as Andrew, the lovable bookshop owner of Stars Hollow. He knows we exist. I did the same thing on the announcement. I just kind of <laughs> screamed into the mic. But, like, how freaking cool is and, that? Like, even if he doesn't know that, like, me, Jess, the individual exists, he knows our <laughs> podcast exists. And that's pretty cool. Right? It is. <sighs> and, I mean, I think technically Brian. Yes. Brian um, Cabrera would have to. Also, John, John Cabrera, yeah. who played. John Cabrera. Brian. John, yeah. Brian. Yes. I said Brian Cabrera. Let's restart John Cabrera that. is his actual name. <laughs> okay. And I think that John Cabrera, who plays Brian um, from Hep Alien, also kind of knows who we are, yes, too, Yes, right? he was the One creator so. of Remarkist. Uh, so 
I don't know how much say he had in who got invited, but... I mean, we are getting to townies. It's all I ever wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Remarkist posted, like, a half hour ago from where we are, Emily Kuroda is going to be on their June 9th episode. So, like, they're doing a whole month-long... Wa- or yeah. Is it month-long watch party? Yeah, it was a month-long. And they will have... From what they told us, 30 plus stars and crew from the show. So like, holy freaking crap. So even if you've missed all of our other announcements up to this point, there is still Remarkist content that you can tune into. Yes. Mm -hmm. But guys, we're done with season two. No. No, we're not. No? Coffee? Oh, coffee. <laughs> for, for the episode. I feel like I know the count. <laughs> so close. Ooh, you guys want to guess? I think that the only coffee that is had is Rory had one cup at the diner. That's what... It... Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Lorelai and Rory have coffee um, in the at morning. Home. Shoot. Yeah. So, I would have said the same thing, Jess. Uh, Lorelai had one cup of coffee. Rory had two cups of coffee. So, well, coffee is almost exclusively done yes. at Luke's. Yes. So I and feel like Lorelai is kind of avoiding Luke's right now. So right. it makes sense. But yeah, that's the end of coffee for this episode. We got coffee back a little bit. A little tiny Not little as, bit. Yeah. yeah. At least we didn't end on a dry spell. Exactly. Okay. So now I can say season yes, two is now done. You can <laughs> <laughs> Guys, season two is done and I am so uh, excited, but also I'm so proud of us because like, not to get too deep or anything, but, like, we've each had shit happen, right? Yeah. And we have stuck with it. Like, we are two seasons in, and we don't have a team no. behind us. No, it is literally just the three of us. Just to yes. throw, just, I mean, I don't, like Sandra said, I don't want to get too deep, but we don't have extra people helping us. Like, we take okay. turns editing the episodes. We do everything. So your support truly means all the yes. and so and the fact that we're still going is yeah quite here at the end of the second season let's throw out the pitch one more time if you are interested if you're enjoying our content which we sure hope you are we would love for you to review us on apple podcasts spotify wherever you mm-hmm. can leave reviews it's mm-hmm. a really great way to get us out there if you have a couple bucks that you would like to throw our way to help us pay for things like a zoom subscription you can do that at buymeacoffee.com slash town meeting. And even just a dollar or two a month helps out. So thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you've listened to all of our episodes up to this point. Special shout out to yes. Ellen, who has <laughs> yes. been with us for a while. And just thank you so much. And to all our regulars, like Lisa, Gabby, uh, Zephron Ninja, Zephron's Ninja. Um, Terrence from Pluto, like all of you, Clarissa, all of you who have ha- had her back, thank you so much. And anyone who I'm missing, I I know yes. you. <laughs> there, it's me. so funny. Oh, Taisha. Oh yeah, Taisha. Taisha. Kendra. When uh when we mm-hmm. send out these questions, we always kind of know who we're gonna hear back from. And you guys, we're like on a first name basis. We're like, oh, did we hear from Zephron's Ninja about <laughs> that? Oh, did Tirith from Pluto respond? So we we love you guys, and hopefully next season we'll have even another way that maybe you guys can get involved in the podcast. 
Maybe yes. get your voices heard. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And just so that we're clear for our schedule, so next week we will be releasing a roundup. We will not be doing four mini episodes. We will be doing an episode length roundup. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, we are taking our week off. But then in July, we're coming back with season three. Yay! Hazy Daisy, Hazy Lazy Daisy yes. Summer. And man, Daisy. the production yes. value is up. The hair and makeup budget <laughs> is up. Like, no season season steps it up and i am so excited to jump back in yeah and hey let's we're we're really lingering on this episode but it's the end of season two we're a waxing poetic we have also just passed like yesterday 30,000 oh yes. listens our podcasts have been listened to 30,000 times that blows our mind. Thank you so much. If you are somebody who just listens and you don't follow us on Instagram and we don't, you know, hear from you regularly, we love you. We're doing it for you. Thank you for continuing yes. <laughs> to come back and listen to us and our weird takes and our goofy fashion and our fun music and references. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We couldn't do it without you. If you want to support us, please do. Everything will be at the end of the episode as always. And to wrap this up before we go even longer, as always, I was Jess. And I was Sandra. And I was Emily. We will see you next week. Next season. Bye. (laughs) Hey, guys. As always, we love to hear from you. You can reach us on Instagram or Twitter at townmeetingpod. Shoot us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. Or you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash town meeting. Thanks.